Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey everybody, welcome back to Huntington Bank Stadium. We told you we'd be here with full post-game coverage of Ohio State at Minnesota Thursday night, the Big Ten opener. Buckeyes 45, Minnesota 31. This is Rapid Reaction. It's brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Spencer Holbrook, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. Rainy Minneapolis, so Berm said that Spencer and I had to come out here and deal with the elements just like him, just like the Buckeyes did for four hours. Obviously it made it a little bit soggy, sloppy in that first half. Also first games tend to be this way uh, as you leave here berm like what did you see down at field level and uh, is this a win that Ohio State can live with I think it, it's not even just a win you live with and I think it's going to drive people crazy when I say this but I think it's a win you're happy about this is a season opening win on the road in the Big Ten with a quarterback who's never thrown a pass in college football you're running out defensive backs that no one had any right to believe we're going to play let alone start right and, and, you know, there were some ins and outs and things that went poorly. There were some struggles in stopping the run game in Minnesota, which everyone knew coming into this week that was going to be the problem. Oh, Ibrahim's a really good back. That Minnesota offensive line is massive. I mean, massive. Those are some big dudes. Um, and I think that you have to look at it from a building block perspective. This is certainly not a, a normal season opener by any stretch. Take away everything that happened last year in the, in the COVID year, and it still would be an abnormal season opener. Um, and so, you know, there's going to be a lot to, to learn from, but I think that's what coaches love about season openers. I, or I, hate. Or hate. <laughs> I agree with Berm, and I really didn't until he started talking. And I got to thinking, they've already got a Big Ten road win in their back pocket now. Yeah. And, and probably the tougher, one of the tougher Big Ten road games on the schedule is complete. You're done. You're out of it. You had a rainy, sloppy game, and, and your quarterback still almost has 300 yards. You're, you played the hits when it comes to your offense. You ran the, the throwback to Olave for a touchdown. Olave made a play for a touchdown. Garrett Wilson gets in the action. I mean, like, 
th this team looked really talented without looking very good, and I think that's really scary. That's the scary part for the rest of the Big Ten. And to run down that checklist, it, it's, it was bad weather for these guys making their debut. You don't have Cameron Brown or Seven Banks at cornerback, uh, a problem there. A bunch of other guys who'd been on pitch counts, you weren't sure exactly how many reps Dallas Gant was going to play at linebacker. You could tell that that was a work in progress. Ohio State was trying to figure things out. I think they stubbornly stuck to some script with how much they substituted, particularly at running back. But all these things that you're talking about, a Big Ten win anytime, a road win anytime, in the weather like this, the first time that guys have to play, you take that. But, you know, we wouldn't be having a rapid reaction if we didn't also talk about the things that they can improve. What is at the top of the list for you, brother? For me, it's about the physical toughness up front on the defense. I mean, that's, that was the question mark of the year coming in, and I don't think we saw any answers at linebacker. I know Taraji Mitchell played an, a good game. There's a reason he's a captain. I think he was clearly the guy over the last handful of months that stepped up the most. Uh, I thought Tommy Eichenberg played fairly well. I, 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 you know, Steel Chambers was out there, and the game, in the most pivotal drive of the game, the Buckeyes had Steel Chambers out at linebacker with Tommy Eichenberg, and you go, man, I mean, I know that I'm reading this as the, the coaching staff going, thinking they were not going to lose this game no matter what. And so they were just simply going, we're going to see what everyone can do in the weirdest situations. And I mean, they're guys that sit up. Denzel Burke played great. Uh, you know, but obviously you want to see more out of the Buckeyes. But you're not going to see an offensive line like Minnesota's probably the rest of the year. So I, I'm trying to not overreact to the lack of pass pressure. Um, you know, they only got home to, to the quarterback twice. Once was on the blitz from Cody Simon. Once was Zach Harrison making a, a big play that led to a touchdown. But I'm trying not to overreact to that. But you certainly wanted to see more pressure up the middle, and I didn't see any of that from Haskell Garrett. One of the things I think we, we collectively kind of lost sight of in the midst of this game when you're complaining about everything that's going on is that this team kind of was pretty vanilla tonight. It, it, it just looked like, like you said, Berm, they just wanted, they, they knew they were going to win. They knew that, that they were going to outlast Minnesota. So you go vanilla. You don't th show too much. And when they needed to, they throw the, the throwback to Rucker. They throw the throwback to a lot of first touchdown. They, they run the different plays that, that you have to run when you're in a tough game and on the road in the Big Ten while not showing Oregon very much of anything. And so part of me can talk about all of the things that, that went wrong because there were quite a few things. I think there's actually a laundry list of things that they really need to improve on. But like when you saw these guys get after it, when Cody Simon came on that blitz, he was like a a, a bullet, <laughs> shot out like shot out of a cannon into the into the backfield. Right. When Zach Harrison wanted to, he was bullying people against the run, against the pass, had the strip sack. Haskell Garrett gets a touchdown. Like, they did the things they needed to do, and you could see that that was there. It, it almost just was like, eh, we know we're going to win this game anyways. Yeah, and I think you got that sense even before kickoff because Seven Banks, uh, they called that an emergency role. He was uh, in full uniform and ready to, you know, looked like he desperately wanted to get in there some in the second half. Cameron Brown uh, was back in Columbus. Uh, that situation, uh, and sources with direct knowledge told Letterman Row that he's expected to be back next week. Uh, expecting to play next week. Ryan Day talked about that after the game with both Seven Banks and Cameron Brown, thinking that they will be there. Harry Miller is a day-to-day -day situation, but you just look, everybody who was really on that sort of pitch count coming back from health, they didn't rush it. Yeah. And that's the weird part about evaluating this game and then the substitution patterns in the rotation where... You know, you with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the one hand, you're going to say, great, it's a road win on the road in rainy conditions, as we've said every time. And then it's like they treated it at times like a scrimmage. I also think it's a firm and, and good reminder for Buckeyes fans out there to take a, take a step back and appreciate how good Justin Fields and Dwayne Haskins have been over the last few years. Because what we saw tonight was a quarterback who looked inconsistent, who looked rattled at times in the first half. I, you know, there were some, a couple times where he just made throws downfield that were nowhere close to anybody. And you're like, oh, you know, what we saw out of Haskins and Fields was that they would find a way to put it close enough to the receivers to let them make plays. And maybe, who knows, maybe CJ was a little skittish because the one that he had to put close enough to make a play, Garrett Wilson went through his hands on the yeah, opening. I mean, I was going to say, that was a ball that was on the, a deep shot on the money early on. Yeah. And if you catch that, it's, or maybe we're talking about so, so there's a lot of things. But, I mean, CJ Stroud didn't play great football, and he threw for 294 yards, and he threw for four touchdowns. And, and you saw from Ohio State tonight just that ability to, I don't want to say toy with their opponent, but they had five touchdowns of over 38 yards today four of them over 50 yards. This is a home run hitting team. And I think as you head down the road here with Oregon next week, you're going to need to be able to grind out some yards. And I, I think that the Buckeyes running game, ah, boy, I'm going to tell there's a lot of feelings I have about running back rotation. And I'm, I don't know after a 71 yard touchdown run that I would have taken Mayan Williams off the field for a quarter and a half, but I'm not in charge. I think they, I was very critical of that throughout the game, and I still think that that was the wrong move. Now, because we've seen it before, and it doesn't work, and you know what Master Teague's ceiling is, and if you're intending to get Travion Henderson in the game, maybe you give him the second drive instead of the one that you know is your short yardage and goal line hammer, and probably that's about it. Master Teague, you know, I, I don't know that that can really continue for Ohio State to re reach their offensive ceiling, but the, the flip side that I was going to say to that is that Ryan Day probably wouldn't have guessed that you know, they were going to have, what, five minutes of possession in the first half. That was crazy. So, so it wound up taking a really long time for Mayan Williams to get involved, and he did not have the amount of rushing attempts that a starting running back should have for Ohio State. I think that will change next week. Do you think that was part of that? Was I mean, they were throwing the ball a lot more with C.J. Stroud than I would have. Than I, if I was calling this game on NCAA 14 at home and I had a freshman quarterback and those running backs and that offensive line, I probably would have had more than 11 carries for Trey Henderson and, and Mayan Williams. Probably would have had 11 or 12 each yeah. uh, and, and let take a little bit of the pressure off C.J. Stroud. But at the same time, like they have to put him in the position, don't they, to say go make plays because they got Oregon next yeah. week. And I'll, and I'll give it to you on this, Spencer. I think if you look at – we don't have the stat sheet in front of us right now as we break it down on rapid reaction, but I think C.J. Stroud threw 22 passes, right? Like there just weren't many plays yeah. in this game for Ohio State. So some of that with numbers for carries – the, the passing attempts, I, there just wasn't a ton of it to go around. And when Berm talks about the plays of over 50 yards, that's what happens. You don't run that many plays. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, with Mayan Williams, with Trayvon Henderson, you want everybody to get carries. And I think they've taken a new approach to the way maybe the entire program is being run where they talk about the pitch counts and they talk about being fresh for January. They talk about being fresh for December. I think they saw what, what a season can do to you by the end of it last year when you get to the national championship game. The goal is to win the national championship this year. The goal is not 
to beat Minnesota by 40. And so if you wanted to beat Minnesota by 40, you give the ball to Mayan Williams every single play. If you want Mayan Williams to be to have 125 yards against Alabama in the national championship in Indianapolis, you run him maybe nine times, and as the season progresses, you give him you get it, get him hit more. You know, we don't uh, script any of this stuff. But during the end of the game, I was sitting out there walking around thinking, this is what I'm going to say on Rapid Reaction. Oh, so it's saved up right now. And Good. so now I'm going to say it. Ohio State didn't lose a national championship tonight and they didn't win one right like this is the first game of the season against a pretty darn good team and kudos to minnesota that they, they were ready to play they didn't make dumb mistakes they didn't have turnovers until this the ohio state forced one it wasn't an unforced error uh they penalty wise were very very good ohio state played a little loose and sloppy at times and uh you know again that offensive line and muhammad ibrahim uh, unfortunate that he's probably going to miss the rest of the season now because i think this minnesota team looks like a team that could have competed in the West yeah. with him, and I guess we'll see if they can do that without him. But, uh, you know, Josh Proctor's injury is a big part of this puzzle here for Ohio State heading into next week. Is he back? Is he not? I thought I, I really liked what I saw out of Ronnie Hickman. I liked what I saw out of Bryson Shaw. I really liked what I saw out of Denzel Burke. Ryan Watts was a little sloppy. I mean, the one pass interference down the middle of the field here was absolutely hilarious. Like, he tackled the guy before the ball got there, and the guy still had time to get up and go, like, and have the ball hit him on the head. Like, and Ryan was like, what? So, I mean, hey. There, and, you know, I, I, I could talk a lot. I like to talk about football. Is this the part you scripted? No, or? well, like, Legend Cavazos, the touchdown pass that, that Tanner Morgan threw over Legend Cavazos, that was a really well-thrown ball. Legend Cavazos was in good position there. That just was not – Yeah, just got just got beat, and that's what's going to happen in the Big Ten and against quality opponents. So, 45-31, 500 yards of offense doesn't seem terrible considering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if you take a win like this every single time, especially if you're a coach, you know that – Ohio State can play a lot better, and by the way, most teams in the country would take 45 points on the road against a conference opponent. I think I'll keep playing that record on repeat yeah. uh, heading into this next week as we talk about it. Doesn't mean that Ohio State can't play a lot better. Doesn't mean that we won't talk about that on other shows aside from Rapid Reaction, which is brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Spencer Holbrook and Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. We'll be heading back to Columbus. Full slate of coverage, of course, coming your way as Ohio State gets ready for Oregon a week from Saturday. We will see you there. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 
1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.